0: I made a decision myself to be open. And I said, if I get asked to speak, I am going to do the first 12 months for free. I'm not even going to ask for travel, accommodation, expenses, nothing. I'm just going to go for free. Mm -hmm. So literally, within 24 hours of me just having that idea, two women from two different parts of the UK from two different companies message me within about two minutes of each other saying we're doing an event. One's in Manchester, one's in Coventry. These are two cities in the mm-hmm. UK. Um, will you come and speak?
1: Welcome to another episode of Mental Cannabis with Alex. And today I have a very special guest for you. And this is the one and only and the go-to person when it comes to network marketing and building a strategy online, Fraser Brooks. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for taking the time.
0: Thank you, my friend. I'm excited to be here.
1: I'm, uh, I'm fired up, for sure. This is so cool. I, I remember I saw you for the first time at an event in, I think it was a GoPro event. And I saw you on stage, like super energetic, super entertaining. And I was like, who is this guy? And since then, I follow you. I think it's like three years. And that's the reason why it's a big honor for me to have you here on my, on my podcast. And mm-hmm. can you tell your audience a little bit, like how did you get into network marketing? What was your journey?
0: Yeah, well, hey, thanks thanks for doing this. Thanks for putting this together. Have, running a podcast is not so easy. just oh, I just wanted to recognize you with your efforts for making this happen. So my network marketing career is a little bit different to, to many people because my network marketing career started in 1987, um, but I wasn't born until 1988. So whenever I say that, people are always like, well, how is that possible? So my mom and dad got involved, the short version of it. My mom and dad got involved in network marketing in 1987. And I was in the room, in the womb of my mom, at their first ever network marketing presentation. Uh, My dad said to me, he was elbowing me in the head, saying, "If those people can do it, I can do it too." They joined the industry of network marketing. I kind of followed them all over the world, building their business, Uh, and I just grew up in network marketing. I often say that if you cut my wrists, blood doesn't come out. Network marketing does. It's just that. It's just. It's just that much of just that big of a part of my life. So that was kind of how I got involved. But when I was 18 years old, I was like, I, I can't do this network marketing thing. You know, internally, inter- I saw everything. I was like, wow, the freedom, the fun, the family, the friends, the fortune, the holidays, the cars like everything's amazing about network marketing. I knew it was a legit business. However, everything internally didn't like it. Introverted scared to speak in front of anyone, scared of my own shadow, like fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of public speaking. It's just not for me. And my dad followed up with me every three months for 16 attempts. So every for every three months, 16 in a row, four years later, I said yes. And the reason was because I had the fear of missing out. I was like, he's living the dream life and I'm seeing him do it he's not taking me with him because he's given me the ticket he said here's the ticket you just got to cash it in uh and i said no because my fears were bigger than 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 the reality that i wanted to create uh and eventually it all changed because of social media i was like you know what i can do this on social media this is in the days 2009 when no one was building on social media and i just thought i'm going to do it on social media because i know that network marketing is turning strangers to friends friends to family all we got to do is turn people who don't know us into people who do know us so that they can have a look at what we've got to offer and become a part of the family. That's it. So I did so. And, and the rest is kind of history. It's been, it's been a little bit crazy since that decision, the first six or so years, seven years we're building in the business, in the field. And the last six years, it's been six years now, six and a half years. I've been traveling around the world, 35 different countries speaking on stages in those countries Um, teaching and training people on how to build their network marketing business using social media. So
1: that's it. This is so amazing. But how did you overcome that fear in the beginning? Because I think this is where most people struggle with.
0: Mm -hmm. So the fear of rejection and the fear of failure was just, was the fear of missing out. Like it it was, that bit was the kind of easy bit. So I was like, you know what? The fear of missing out, as soon as the fear of missing out became a little bit more important than the fear of rejection and the fear of failure, it was like, well, I'm just going to do it because that's not going to matter down the line. The fear of public speaking was hard, though, because I really struggled. I, I didn't speak I didn't speak in front of anyone for the first six weeks. And I remember I was in the car driving to an event in Crewe, which is in Cheshire, in the northwest of the UK. Very nice part of the UK. Very privileged, posh place. And we were doing this event. 400 people were coming or 400 people had bought tickets, probably 350 people had turned up. And the whole back row of the room were my friends. The people who I'd connected with, the people who I knew, they were like the whole back row, like 20, 30 people are my friends on the back rows. I drove down with my dad. My dad was running the event. And I said to my dad, I said, dad, just so you know, I'm not speaking, am I? You're not like going to surprise it on me. He said, no, 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 no. I know you're not ready for that yet. So the, the first half of the event goes, we have a break. Then the second half starts going. And halfway through the second part, my dad gets the microphone. And he says, "And the next speaker. I am so excited for you guys to hear about this guy because he's dear, near and dear to my heart. And I started thinking, hang on a minute. He's going to say, please don't say me. <laughs> and I remember looking at my dad on stage, like I'm looking to you and then looking to the exit doors. And there were two huge guys, not as big as you, right? You're you're massive. <laughs> but there were two guys who combined with the same size as you on the door. And I remember thinking, why is there two security-looking dudes on the exit door inside a business event? I've never seen that before. So I was like, what the heck's going on? So my dad goes, and this guy lives in my house. He lives in the room upstairs from my <laughs> office. My son, Fraser Brooks, and everyone's like, What the oh, yeah. fuck? going crazy i first thing i do i look again to the security door and they kind of look at me the security guys and i'm like no nope, you're not really this
1: they knew yeah. it already
0: He's, i knew he, it already your, your dad planned it in advance he, he planned it all so i then start going through the middle of the room the stage at the front i go through the middle my dad's like come on and i'm getting like pushed from person to person because they, at this stage they all know that i hate it i step onto the stage i grab the, fo- the microphone from my dad my dad goes, You've got this. All I was thinking inside is what do I say first? I held the microphone at the very bottom, and you could see the microphone doing this. Like it was just vibrating with fear, like blah blah blah. blah. And I just opened my mouth, no words came out, and I just burst into tears. Like no, I was really? just, like full of fear, full of anxiety, full of just nothingness. And I was overwhelmed to fear so much. I was burst into tears. Even today, the friends who were in the room, when I say, like, when they message me and say, like, what are you doing this weekend? And I say, oh, I'm in Bulgaria. They will say, are you going to cry on stage at an event again? Right? It, it was it was that much of a big moment. Yeah. And I simply replied to them saying, what are you doing right now? And they say, oh, I'm in work. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sorry that that's the case. Uh, so they two can play that game. Um So that's how I got started. I came off stage and I swore to myself I would not speak to my dad. I was furious. You can imagine, like, you just made me made to look like an idiot in front of your friends and your family and 350 people. So on the way home, a drive on the way home, it was an hour and a half on the way home, no words. We parked up and my dad turned to me before we got out of the car. He said, you're never going to let that happen to you again, are you? And I said, no flipping way. And it was it. It was as if it never happened. We just forgot about it because that was the perfect thing for him to say. You're never going to let that happen again. It wasn't. I could have gone, Dad. I can't believe you did that to me. But I knew that that was the lesson that I needed, and that was what made my biggest weakness start the journey to become my biggest asset. So mm-hmm. I started writing down all my all my weaknesses and started to realize, okay, how can I turn that into an asset? And now, and I'll say it because it's on the podcast. I've made over a million dollars speaking on stages all over the world, which is just which is just absolutely wild that that's happened. So um, it's kind of crazy, but you got to just uh, take the steps.
1: Yeah, this is this absolutely amazing. But how did you learn it then what was the step? How did you become better?
0: Yeah so I, I've been studying personal speakers since I was mm-hmm. seven years old. Um, and how I did it is what I would recommend everyone to do. But the majority of people I tell you that tell you to do this to will not do this Mm -hmm. because it takes time, but it's the best thing to do. So, here you're going to do you're going to get a notes section in your phone, or you're going to get a brand new workbook, and you're going to start watching speeches in person on YouTube, on Netflix, Apple TV, all the resources. And you're going to start watching this public speakers, but you're going to study them as if you're a judge. Mm -hmm. So, when i was seven years old my dad told me to do this i was at the front of the room front seat my dad gave me a piece of paper and a crayon i remember the crayons he used to draw with kids right so he said i want you to write the name of the speaker and give a score out of 10 that was it so i would write john three sarah four mary seven and as i got older full name what uh, like what their talk was about then the score as i got older full name, what the talk was about, a score, and why you gave that score. And after every event, my dad would say, okay, why did you give Samantha an eight? Like, why? And I would say, well, she was really funny. I loved the thing, what she did when she started and when she ended. The demonstration that she gave was really good, and I still remember it. So I studied two, three, four, five thousand people 4, 5,000 people through my lifetime. So I knew what I had to do because I knew what made a good presentation. highly engaging, funny, move around the stage, get into the audience, ask them to raise their hands, move your hands like this, move your hands like this, go high and then go low, like use your facial expressions, characters like Bob said this and Mary said that, right? So I I knew all of this, but I didn't allow myself to do it because I thought I'll never be a 7, 8, 9, 10. I'll be a 0.5, 1.0 maybe so that exercise made me it gave it it grew the fear bigger but at the same time i grew the skill so when i was ready i uh i I grew quick pretty quickly in the speaking game um yeah very very quickly so that's what it's
1: interesting because you you knew where you have to pay attention like you observed so many people and said okay this was bad this was good this was bad this was good so i focus on what is the good part and what is that, what makes it like that people remember it, right? And then you you put basically the summary of like all the people. Yeah. And this is like where it comes down to the to to make an, an epic speech. And I remember but, when I,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I remember, yeah.
1: no. when I, I remember when I was my um, the first event and I always knew I, I can only I I I didn't have someone who pushed me. I was just like, I, I know that I have to go on stage in order to grow. Yeah. So, and I remember there was one event with Fabian Fitzner, and it was, um, it's like, I was 23 or something like five five years ago and I texted him and I was like hey can I get a part on this event I need 10 minutes I have an amazing idea I made 500 euros with an Instagram story and I think I can help a lot of people with that strategy and he was like yeah you get, you get like seven minutes and I was like okay I, I don't need more so and then I was running I remember I was running backstage like back and forth back and forth and I was like nervous I was like oh fuck can I do this and, and then I, I saw like 1,000 people outside and, and then he gave me like the microphone and I felt the cable you know on my back and the receiver and I was like and then I was like, I'm ready. Call my name. Call my name. I'm ready. I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and, and then Dana announced me and, and I was like on stage and then it, it was crazy. But I felt so good after that because that was my, that was a fear, you know, what you just like, you just feel the fear and you do it anyways. That's right.
0: Yeah. It, it's funny because you, there's a feeling you get after being on stage and there's one of two, it's number one of, Oh, thank God that's over. Right. Mm-hmm. Or it's, when's the next when's the next time like i'm freaking fired up i'm buzzing Mm -hmm. if you have that feeling and everyone needs to get into a situation where they can get one of those feelings if you have the feeling of when's the next time you were born to be on the stage but if you had that feeling oh thank god that's thank, thank god that's over i'm never doing that again go deeper to establish what's the real root of why you're like that was it something in school like, did you ask to speak up and say something and someone threw a ruler at you and you never forgot that? Like, what was it? Overcome that so that next time you speak, you have that feeling. Because that's the thing. If you have that feeling of, oh, when's the next time you were born to be on stages all over the world and you just got to you just gotta build your story so that people want to hear it and need to hear it.
1: And how did you get to like all the, the speaking gigs? Because you mastered basically one skill. It's like building your network marketing business online. And how did you get the attention that people came to you and say, Hey, can you speak at my event?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting. So in 2017, I, and by the way, I had no plans on doing it generically. Mm-hmm. I, I did it. I did it for my team and I traveled around the world doing it for my team, but I, I was never paid to mm-hmm. do that. I just, it just building my team. Right. So I got mm-hmm. paid in a different way. Uh, in 2017, when I, when I became generic coach speaker and trainer, I was just a coach and trainer. I was not a speaker because I was like, I'm probably not going to do the speaking thing because like, it's just not, I'm not a professional speaker. I'm just not, it's just not what I do. Um, Never had the goal really to go and speak on GoPro, never had the goal to speak on stage. I know people are like, you have to visualize it and manifest it. I, that wasn't me. I was just mm-hmm. like, I was going to teach and train. So about nine months into it, I made a decision myself to be open. And I said, if I get asked to speak, I am gonna do the first 12 months for free. I'm not even gonna ask for travel, accommodation, expenses, nothing. I'm just gonna go for free. Mm -hmm. So literally within 24 hours of me just having that idea, two women from two different parts of the UK, from two different companies message me within about two minutes of each other saying we're doing an event, one's in Manchester, one's in Coventry, these are two cities in the Mm UK, Um, will you come and speak? How much do you charge? And I was like, no flipping way. So I said, I'll come, these are team events, Mm -hmm. I'll come, I'll speak for an hour, but I will not charge you a penny. And they were like, well, at least just let us pay for your petrol in the car. I was like, nope, not going to do it. Now the crazy thing is I didn't have a car at that time. I was mm-hmm. I was I did a, I did 9 years without a car because I wanted to live the live, live below your means philosophy, mm-hmm. right? I know you and I we share this as well, you know, you live below your means. We mm-hmm. can live an incredible life, but if you live below your means for a few years, you can live above your means for the rest of your life. It's kind of a weird philosophy. That's for a different conversation. So, how old were th- you? How old were you at this time? At uh, this time I was 28, just turned 29. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I, I, I was just, yeah, about 20, 28, 29, just, just mm-hmm. past 29. So this was like September, October 2017, right? So I do this, I do these events, and I'm like, it was okay. Like I was, I came off stage, I was like, oh, I'm buzzing, that was so cool. I, this is what I just do to my team. And I got both events, massive wave of people coming, like, oh my God, like we've never heard this before. Like everyone just seems to stand there and hold the microphone. And you were like all over the stage. And I wasn't really in my flow because I had not been doing any, I'd not done any speaking for nine months Mm -hmm. before that. Cause I'd just been doing the training and the training. So I was like, shit, maybe I, maybe I need to flip and do this. Mm -hmm. So I made a decision that I would do a road tour where I travel around the UK, six cities in seven days. And I do an event and I, and I I promoted it. And we had about 1,200, I think it was about 1,100, 1,200 people attended these workshops. It was 10 euros to attend. Like it was like literally nothing. We didn't make any money on it, didn't really promote anything on it, just give value. And from that, because people were hearing about me, they, they were curious, they go to the events. And from that event, people were telling their leaders, we need to get this guy on a call, we need to get an event, this guy, at an event. And what I did is I did for three months, this was now in the beginning of 2018, for three months, I did five to 10 team calls for free whenever someone asked. They just had to get 50 people or more. And my following on Facebook went from 20,000 followers to about 80,000 followers in like nine months. But this was before like Facebook Reels and stuff. So I was just giving value for free and for free and free. Then companies started to ask me like, hey, Our team keep talking about you like crazy. Our team are using your strategies. Our team is growing. Will you come and speak? How much do you charge? So I was like, self-worth issues, imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. I'll do it for free. So I did like three or four company events for free. Mm -hmm. The owners and the founders were like, what the heck? Like, Mm -hmm. we have to pay you. Mm -hmm. One of the company owners said, you need to start charging because otherwise, like, companies won't hire you I'm like what a weird philosophy so then I started charging 2500 2500 pounds like let's say three thousand euros no travel then it went three thousand euros with travel then it went then it went five thousand euros then it went ten thousand euros and now it's up to ridiculous levels uh and even I when I type out the email or the team types out the email to the people who are asking it's kind of mm-hmm. like are we really asking for this? <laughs> um but it, it's it's we're not motivational trainers we're, we're we're strategy-based trainers and the thing is if one co- one person in one company goes out there and takes action they'll generate millions and millions of dollars from the strategy which is worth every single penny that they're investing in the speaker so it's an interesting story i don't talk about that story very often to be honest because mm-hmm. i never really get asked that question so mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm grateful that you asked it mate because uh, it's been a long time
1: yeah, I'm I'm very curious.
0: <laughs> yeah. But
1: yeah. this is this is amazing. And you have the special gift that you can explain like difficult subjects to a very easy and entertaining way so that mm-hmm. people remember it. And I think this is why you electrify so many entrepreneurs because mm-hmm. the way how you teach and how you present and how you mm-hmm. educate, it's absolutely unique.
0: Thanks, bro. No, it's and the key to that is is knowing your stories. Mm -hmm. so whenever you whenever I think something happens to you or whenever you hear something happen to someone else or whenever you hear a story I I watch a lot of comedy Mm -hmm. like I'm obsessed I I watch the same comedy show five times and I'll always study it I will not watch comedy unless I've got notepad and paper in front of me and a lot of the times the jokes aren't funny Mm -hmm. they're not funny at all but it's how they say it with their mouth with their eyes like you watch Kevin Hart he's like
1: and their reaction
0: yeah Right, are just laughing because he's just he's right. It's like he's like what? and he's like using his pitch and his voice and everything like that. So it's a uh, it's it's knowing your stories and and training with your stories because people are like that with a story. What? And when you just go point one, point two, point three, point four, point five, point six, but people are like one, two, three, too many. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got to just keep it simple: one, two, three points. And then just share with stories and you can speak for a lot, as long as you want on three points, if you have the right stories to mm-hmm. go along with it.
1: This is super interesting. And I want to talk about one topic because this is right now the perfect time for it. And it's the artificial intelligence wave, basically, with all the chat GPT what launched in, I think it was October, November last mm-hmm. year. Yeah and mm-hmm. i remember a friend of mine talked to me and said hey alex check out chat gpt and i was like what can i do with that and said ask questions i was like, okay i started asking questions and, <laughs> then I was like, and then i was like even getting better on questions and then like then i really like maxed out the games to act as um like different personalities like russell bronson how would you do this in this situation you know it's like yeah, completely yeah, yeah. high end level and then it comes up with all the solutions and You have, uh, you created a course, it's like an AI crash course, basically, Mm especially for people in network marketing. Can you talk a little bit about it and how to use artificial intelligence for network marketing business?
0: Yeah, absolutely, mate. So yeah, we, we, I got introduced to AI three or four years ago through one of my best friends who was in, in my business in the network marketing space. Mm -hmm. Uh, We traveled around the world together, room together, became best friends through the, through the business. And he, he pivoted into building an artificial intelligence um, company with a, a very smart, genius friend of his where they would say, right, you want to learn any topic and you can learn from anyone. Who would it be? And then people are going like, I want to learn from Donald Trump. I want to learn from Russell Brunson. I want to learn from Beyonce. So they built an AI process where you can learn in a specific style. That you determine and i was like eh, like this is like three four years ago i'm like eh, mm-hmm. yeah i mean it sounds good but like i mean nah like who's gonna care about that and he was like mate just make sure you pay attention to ai it's going to change the game Da-da-da-da-da. november comes chat gpt and like you mm-hmm. i start asking it ridiculous questions and my questions get bigger and bigger and bigger the responses get better and better and better and i'm like you know what it's like for me? I think it's like having a virtual assistant.
1: Completely it's like, like a, even like a business coach.
0: A business coach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like you have an idea, uh, and like let's say you've got an idea to post something on Instagram, tell Jack Ch- Chat GPT and say, either what feedback would you give me? Why do you feel this would gain gain followers? What do you think this would do better? Get comments, get likes, get shares, get views. And it will say, well, based on that, blah, 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 blah. blah. And we're only on chat GPT 4 We're on Facebook 25, 26, 27, 30, 50. Who knows, mm-hmm. right? Imagine in a few years where it's going to be. It's nuts. So we decided, we sat down, as our, we're not in our team, our company that we build, and we decided, okay, we need to create a course on this, an experience, a workshop. So we do like six, seven, eight workshops a year. And I said, we're going to do it all on AI. And then the team were like, yeah, but is it going to be complicated for people? Is it going to be too? I said, no, no, no. I don't do anything complicated. I'll find 10 tools and I'll just talk about the 10 tools, how you use it, how it works and how you would use it as a network marketer. They're like, okay, cool. So I said, I need four hours. It's usually how long I need to do this training. So four hours goes, five and a half hours is passed and we just finish it. We do 11 tools my team then go that was gold we got 124 video testimonials for any of you guys who understand like to, how to get testimonials if you can get like one two three testimonials we had 124 video not written video testimonials like within 10 minutes after the workshop finished because people were freaking out mm-hmm. so we decided to create a crash course so we got the workshop we spliced it all up. So there's no waffle. It's just efficient to the point. Mm-hmm. It lasts about three, three and a half hours. And o- over 5,000 people in the network marketing space have gone through it uh, right. because people just are freaking out because it's teaching them everything. So it's uh, it's, the, it's the AI crash course, the number one. It's the best uh, best AI training for network marketers. And it is only for network marketers. By network marketing, you can come along, but I will talk about network marketing a lot in it. So it's a uh, Fraserbrooks.com forward slash AI. That's it. And you can go check it out.
1: Which topics did you cover in the course? Like basically how to talk with chat GPT and basically like other stuff too. For example, there like like opus.pro, for example, you you put paste a YouTube link and they create like 10 reels out of it and, and, and tell you the, the viral score. Like it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's it's good. So so Chat GPT is, mm-hmm. is we've probably spent about half an hour on Chat GPT. So mm-hmm what's that, like uh, a seventh, like 14, 15% mm-hmm. of it's on ChatGPT. There, there is a skill with AI, and a skill to master is prompt chaining. Mm-hmm. Prompt chaining is simply generating a prompt, analyzing what you, what you the response you get, then modifying what you said originally, Analyze, modify, analyze, mod. So prompt chaining is an actual skill now. Anyway, so chat GPT, we talk a lot about uh we don't we don't go with Opus Opus Pro, Opus Clip, we go mm-hmm. with um video just mm-hmm. because I have to go out there and find all the options that are also the most affordable. Mm-hmm. Right. So video V I D Y O AI is the most affordable, cheapest one. But I always I found it to be the fastest as well, and also the best for my content um so that was another one compose.ai jasper we talked a lot about jasper jasper is one of the best copywriting tools Mm -hmm. uh what else did we talk about um we talked about descript how you can kind of get you can kind of clone your voice and create podcasts from the written word through your voice lots of different or big view we talked about which is like a teleprompter ai tool like there's so many different tools that we talked about but I probably use 25 to 30 tools, and I'll mm-hmm. give one that everyone should be using in the network marketing space and the personal development space, mm-hmm. and it's called Shortform. So it's just just Google Shortform. I think mm-hmm. it's shortform.io. It's okay. either shortform.io or shortform.ai. But what it does is it asks you a load of questions about what are your interests, like finance, personal development, marketing, branding, sales, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Then it says, "Do you like the sound of these books?" Boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Then it says, "Do you like these quotes?" Boom, 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 boom. You say yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Boom, Then what it does is it recommends you all the books that you should read. It asks you how many day, how many minutes a day do you want to spend reading or listening, right? Because I like listening too. And do you want us to coach you through the process? And then what they've done. Is like the app blinkist, they've taken the 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 the, the book, which is a three-hour book, and they've got rid of all the stuff that doesn't matter and just left you with the key points of the book. Really? So now instead of me reading instead of me reading one book every two weeks, I'm reading like a book every like every day, maybe every two days, which is allowing me to Learn on steroids. For those of you who remember Ty Lopez, mm-hmm. like I'm in my garage with a yeah. Lamborghini. He became famous because of he read one book a day. That was his thing. I read one book a day. And everyone's like, come on, man. No, you don't. Like, no one can read a book every day. Now it's possible. So short form, I think it's shortform.ai is is becoming such a big hit with people in the network marketing space. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: this is this is absolutely increasing. Even that the time what you can save. And when you use it the correct way, the ideas, it's it, like, even for example, I did once, Um, I was like, write me a legal mm-hmm. document for my social media manager in Pakistan that she didn't steal my, like an NDA, that she didn't steal my, my password. <laughs> so it's like, boom. Yeah. <laughs> like, so in seconds. <laughs> this, is, this, yeah. Is super, this is amazing.
0: You, you, here's the key with it, mate. So a lot of the tools, the AI tools that are really killer like they're just killer tools. Mm-hmm. They charge, right? Anywhere from twenty to a hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Some that we use are three hundred dollars a month. It's kinda of crazy. So a lot of people's initial reaction is, Well, I'm not no, I'm not paying money to use tools that I'm not going to use. Mm-hmm. So the absolute fundamental key is taking the amount of money that you make in a month divided by the number of hours that you spend making that money. So that you know how much you're truly worth an hour. Mm-hmm. So, if anything, if it can save, like, so let's say you're worth fifty dollars an hour. Well, if Jasper costs fifty dollars a month but can save you more than an hour in writing writing good content that converts, mm-hmm. of course, it's worth it. But mm-hmm. most people are so narrow sighted or so so short sighted that they they don't get involved in AI because they, they the barrier to entry is is money, which is a problem for them. That tells me that if money is the issue. You don't value your time because there's a way for you to get involved, um, and the same goes with courses and investing in yourself. You, 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 you'll know the uh, the kind of the uh, the quadrant mm-hmm. that Robert, that Robert okay. the Robert It's a cash pay. flow quadrant. Cash flow quadrant, right? Mm-hmm. The the aim of the game is to become an investor. That everyone on this podcast right now can become an investor in about three minutes. They can go to FraserBrooks.ai, And they can click buy. And because you've invested in yourself, that's the best investment you can ever make. Always. So you're straight away, bang, I'm an investor. But oh, no, no, $49, I can't afford. Go and see how much time you'll save after you've gone through the course. I promise you, you'll be saving $49 Mm -hmm. every day, every day, every day. It's kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I want to provide as much value as possible with the podcast. And do you have one tip For people who are in network marketing, watching this to like wrap up the whole podcast, what can I do right now if I want to build on social media, for example, Mm -hmm. in my stories to get some prospects that I can talk to? Yeah. yeah. Which which ideas would you would you use?
0: I love this. No, I love this. So I'm going to go back a little bit and just explain to you guys what you really need to understand with what's going on social media right now. Mm -hmm. Facebook is the number one platform to recruit people. Instagram is the number one platform to build a brand. And TikTok is the number one platform to generate customers. So with that in mind, you actually have to start treating all the platforms differently. Now, if you're on YouTube, you're going to be way ahead of the game in a few years because YouTube is just an absolute monster that everyone seems to ignore because it's not social media it's a search engine. But I'm not going to talk about that right now. That's for a different conversation. So Facebook, what are you creating in your stories that talks about your business? So testimonials, questions. Look for look to get answers from someone, right? Mm -hmm. So, like for example, it's summer. In your stories, you should be saying on Facebook, "Who need like like what would you do if you got given an extra thousand dollars this month? Like, what would you spend it? What vacation would you go on? Like, or you could say, would you stay in a five star hotel instead of a four star hotel, or would you go for ten days instead of seven days?" Right? That gets people thinking, like, oh, I wish I could go for, I wish I could go for 10 days in a five star hotel. Man, I'm only going on a five day holiday and a three star because that's all I can afford. Well, now they start tuning into your stuff because you're clearly helping people make some extra money. So, what about Instagram? Well, Instagram is building a brand. So instead of you talking about how to make money and building a business, you're going to talk about how you help people, how you serve people. People like, I help people make money. I serve people make money. I am on a mission to help people make money. And in the stories, you're going to talk about it. You're going to talk about, these are some top tips that I would give. If you want to make money online right now, you need to do this, 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 this. So people see you as an authority and an influencer on Instagram, therefore you grow your brand. Building a business and getting customers on Instagram through the stories right now is becoming harder than ever before and people are starting to feel that uh, because of the engagement through the summer and now as soon as the, the summer engagement hits and everyone's goes down they're like oh it's not working as it used to it happens all the time right the third one is TikTok. now TikTok is the one that most people are re- resistant towards because it's like ah you know i don't want to dance like a weirdo and shake my ass like i'm twerking and doing the whole like pointing and all this But the reality is people are getting hundreds of customers every single month, brand new customers using TikTok with a very small following. So you've got to then start thinking, what's the content that I'm creating about my product? And the key here is to show a magic trick or a demonstration on TikTok and do all the different variations of the same demonstration or the same magic trick until one of them goes, bing, and you get loads of comments. What's this? Mm -hmm. That looks weird. I bet it's expensive. Oh, you're obviously selling something. Is this network marketing? Boom, boom, boom. Then you just do videos, five to 10 videos after that. Nothing else. Five to 10 videos after that, responding to those comments. Because how the algorithm works is anyone who's seen that video, when when you post another video about responding to comments, they are going to see it. So if you do five to 10 videos in a row, people are going to keep going onto TikTok. They keep seeing your face, 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 your face. Eventually, they go, I've got to listen to what this guy's actually got to say. And that's when you sell. You don't sell in the viral videos. You demonstrate. You do the magic trick. And then you sell like a maniac on the reply to comments, the respond to comments option. So maybe it's not one tip. But it's really establishing what platform is good for what right now. It'll change. It always does, but right now. And then creating the content in your stories or in your reels or in your short form that's going to be geared towards the uh, the favoritism on that platform.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for the knowledge what you provided here in the podcast is absolutely insane. We covered so many topics and I think we can really change a lot of lives just with this episode. It's absolutely cool. And it's so it's on time. Point,
0: bro. It's been fun. I, I, again, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I know it's like 37 degrees where you are. It's like 34 degrees where I am. So it's, I don't know if anyone can feel or see the sweat that's dripping down my back, but it's been a, it's been an experience, brother.
1: Awesome. <laughs> thank you so much. And if you want to know more about Fraser Brooks, just check him out on Instagram. It's like Fraser Brooks online, and you can check in the bio, his link to the course. And If you want to check out more about all the other courses what we offer, just visit teffyuniversity.com. And thank you for taking the time, Fraser.